is around the rink it is july 20th it's already july 20th jesus christ um and we have a pretty awesome show tonight uh thanks everybody for tuning in welcome back everybody if you've been here before if you haven't uh my name is dan rice uh you can find me on twitter at d rice hockey or dr ice hockey whichever one works for you um if you're obviously listening to this in podcast form you're not listening on twitter um Pretty sure you probably follow me anyway, but might as well just throw that out there. Um, that is Allie Morris. Allie, how are you today? Allie? Oh, I didn't send you a, a freaking... All right, well, we're off to a smashing start today. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Allie is here. Allie's I'm here. I'm sorry. I forgot. I, the respond thing took too long, and then I forgot to unmute myself, but I'm here. <laughs> and and I didn't send you an invite to, to co-host, so we're off to a rousing start this afternoon, this evening rather. Um, how are you? How's it going? What's new? Don't don't get too too descriptive about what's new, but how have you been since the last time we spoke? Um good. Uh, I'm I am tired, but good. <laughs> good. It's been it's been uh eight days, right? We did the last one we did was Wednesday and today is Thursday, so uh, it's been eight days, obviously not a ton of stuff going on right now, especially in women's hockey, professional-wise, professionally-wise, however we want to say that. Um, but we're excited to do this show again, um, and we've been we've been on a pretty good streak. We've had a guest every week for probably like two months now or something, so we're uh, going to try and keep it going for as long as we can. Um, as I mentioned, you might be listening to this not in on Twitter live. You might be listening to this on podcast form. You might even be listening to this on Twitter, but just not live. Uh, either way, if you found this on podcast or if you listen to us on the podcast form, whether it's Spotify or uh, Apple music or some other thing that I don't know about that people listen to uh, podcast on these days. Um, you found this because my producer Kelly, our producer Kelly uh, was able to turn this around pretty quickly. We've been getting them out like 24 hours later. Um, so big, big thanks and big shout out to her for, for doing that. Um, thanks also to Mike Murphy, our leader over at the ice garden, who gives us the authority to do these kind of neat things and, and have all types of cool guests. Um, thanks to everybody over at, at, uh, the ice garden. Um, Liz, Alyssa Turner was on uh, was on a couple of weeks ago. She has her show up, uh, Turnovers with Alyssa. She had CJ Carly Jackson on uh, as her first guest, and I believe she recorded or is about to record um, the second episode. So that's a kind of monthly thing as, as opposed to this where we do kind of weekly or, or we've been going weekly. We did two last week. Um, don't ask me why. There was no rhyme or reason to that. Um, actually, I take that back. Uh, part of that was... Um, Taylor House, who we did uh, a week ago, Monday, uh, we had on the program. Uh, she's heading overseas to go to Sweden. Um, so my idea was to get her on uh, as soon as possible so she can just kind of get her stuff together and, and um, 
get everything in order as she gets ready to head over to Sweden. So um, if anybody's listening live right now and you have a question for Amy, for Allie, or for myself, uh, now would be a good time to drop them in there. We didn't have too many questions submitted. Mike didn't submit like 17 questions, which is pretty disappointing. Um, he's going to listen to this and be like, oh, I can't believe I missed it. But um, if you have a question for any of us, drop it now uh, before we get to our special guest. Um, I just wanted to, before we, before I really get into, uh, probably losing my cool, um, <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to give a shout out to, uh, a friend, friend of both of ours, friend of the show, uh, frequent listener. Um, that would be, uh, Mandy Levier's mom, Mrs. Levier. Um, she's obviously going through a, a really tough period with the passing of their family dog Jackson recently. Um, and she's so sweet and one of the nicest people I've ever met and has been checking in on me like every couple of days, because obviously I had to say goodbye to my, my cat last week. Um, so I just wanted to give her a, a special shout out and thank you, um, for worrying about me when she really doesn't have to. And, and, um, I know she's a, a wonderful woman and, and, um, Really happy that I got to know her and her family through the NWHL slash PHF. Um, and those are the kind of connections that I'm definitely going to take away. And uh, the things that I remember the most, somebody asked me recently, you know, what, like what's what's like a, a, a really cool memory that you have from uh, from everything that you've kind of witnessed over the last eight years. And it was my answer was pretty much just like getting to know like the people um, so I could helps me write better stories, right? Helps, helps the players, puts the player, player at ease, uh, where they're more open and willing to kind of, uh, uh, tell their side of things, whatever, you know, goofy questions I have or, or whatever, but, um, just kind of getting to know the people and seeing people kind of, uh, blossom. And, and I'll use, uh, again, another friend of both of ours, Audra. Um, when I first met Audra, when she played that first season with the Riveters, um, she was, and I didn't obviously know her before that, like, but she was, she was kind of sort of shy and, um, some of them two one word answers and, um, uh, but now, you know, and then as she became more comfortable with myself and others and, um, maybe just her surroundings and, and where she was at, at that point in life, um, she opened up a little bit more and, and, um, she's been a great resource for me and, and a great friend over the, over the years and, um, somebody that I'm really disappointed and, and was, was kind of mad that she wasn't, she wasn't brought back to the white caps last year, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so end of the day, thank you, Mrs. Lev for being who you are and, and checking in on me. It was much appreciated. I had a couple of really, uh, crappy days and, and was really kind of bummed out and, um, her kind of checking up on me and, and not just her, but others as well. But, um, couple it, it really kind of changed my mood and, and uh helped me take my mind off things and and um feeling better now so all right so let's get to it so recently um team usa released their roster for and, and i don't follow international hockey enough to know what the specific terminology is but if you listen to the show i'm sure you're familiar uh they released kind of like a, a training camp kind of roster right i would guess that ali that that kind of sums it up correctly right like yeah okay so 
um, you know, typical names, you know, usual suspects, most of them, all of them just about were on that list. Um, curiously, one that was left off was Callie Flanagan, but that's not what we're going to about to get into here. Um, some some uh, PHF players, or I guess now former PHF players, still getting used to that. Um, former PHF players were, were added, um, and deservedly so, I would say. Taylor Gerard from the Connecticut Whale. Um, we, we talked about her with Taylor House a couple of weeks ago, or last week, rather. Um, if you listen to uh, future considerations. I believe we had Taylor on. Uh, yes, we had her on last summer, and and that was when <laughs> she revealed that the the chirp that got her off her game the most was uh, about her eyebrows. Um, but a phenomenal player, uh, easily could have been one of uh, you know an all star. I guess she was an all star both years, but um, could have been you know uh, a great career in the PHF. Now we don't know what the future holds for her in this, whatever the new league is. Um, she's a, a great player, deserved the invite to Team USA, no doubt. A um, couple of other PHF players, I think Becca Gilmore was one, um, and that's kind of expected. She's bounced back and forth there. Um, and Britton Fleming, who played with the Minnesota Whitecaps, was also invited, and that's awesome. That's great for her. Um, but I'm here to say, like, what the fuck does Jonna Curtis slash Albers have to do to get noticed by Team USA? Like, it, it's almost like mind boggling to me. Like, the amount of times I'm sure, and Allie knows this probably even more than I do, but the amount of times that she's been overlooked um, when they do these kind of call ups, even last year with the rivalry series, they took, right? They took three, four players off the White Caps, and, and one of them wasn't Jonna Albers. Like, what what's even going on? Like like you, you and we kind of talked about this very briefly, but uh, it's kind of always been that way, right? Like she's never really gotten a shot with them. Yeah, I mean, I've played with and against Jana since we were like eight. She's made me look like a fool, and I figured it out. But I mean, like we go to national camp every year. It's not like they didn't have her in front of her or them, whatever to like bring her to the national team but I don't think she never even made like the under 18 team I don't think which is wild to me but I mean she was right under their nose their whole time they've like they've had the opportunity to and they just haven't which I think is wild she's one of the most consistent competitive like full ice player that I've ever seen Right. And, and a lot of times with those teams, like for people who don't know, like it's, it's kind of the, at least from my point of view, it's the unsaid kind of thing. It's like, it's not really how good you are. It's like who, you know, who, you know, who's kind of circle of friends you're in and like what school you went to. Right. Like that's often what it seems like it, it ends up being. And like those girls that play on team USA, like they, they obviously know, who Jonna is like they played with her the first year the Whitecaps were in the league. Like yep. she, she played with Kendall Coyne Schofield and uh, I'm looking at the the roster now. Hannah Brandt, Lee Steckline. Grew right? up all playing together. Me, Jonna, Hannah, Lee. We were on the same teams our whole life. Right. And and on that team, the first team, the 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 Whitecaps come into the NWHL and they come in, they they're boasting all these uh, Olympians players and, and rightfully so and a fantastic goaltender as well and Amanda Levier. But Jonna outscores them all. Jonna has nineteen points in sixteen games. Like 
and and so they know how good she is like is is kind of the point that I'm getting at and then she goes on to be, to be like the white caps all time leading scorer uh fastest player to 100 points in this league um and again they're doing all these rivalry series things and team USA camps and this that and they've taken players from the league before um but it's just never come it's it she's never gotten that call and like I can imagine, like, as a player, like, that's, and you know her probably a little bit better than I do, you know, obviously she's torched you a bit, but, <laughs> like, that's got to, like, eat her up, like, that, like, she doesn't even get, like, a sniff, like, and there's other players, too, we can get into, I mean, you know, Allie Dunstrom's another one, but, like, like how how does she, how has she never gotten, like, a, uh, an invite to those things is just kind of beyond me, but, um, I don't know. It's it's something that's been rattling around in my head, and and obviously I had to get some shit off my chest and, and let it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know Al has been with Team USA on and off. It's been off for a while, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I think Jana. She's just the kind of person where like. Things will piss her off, but she just kind of goes on with her life. Like, she's like, well, fine. Like, go, whatever. I'll just keep playing here then. But, yeah, it's wild to me that she's never, like, like I said, n- never even on the under-18 team, which she would have thrived on, I think. But it's just, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't really understand USA hockey most of the time, so I don't try to rattle my brain about it too much. Yeah, yeah, and it's not. And she's obviously she's a smallish player uh, on the smaller side, a smaller sure. side of things. But I mean, there's look at just Kendall Coyne Schofield, right? Like she's tiny too. Yep. So it's it's you know every time I'm like oh maybe it's this I'm like well that's not an excuse like that's it just seems like she's just not getting a fair shot and um. I'm freaking goddamn pissed off about it. Like, cause I feel like she's, she's the type of player that's going to get screwed over and, and, and really screwed over in this new league where it's going to be, everybody's going to be, you know, taking the top players here and there. And, and she's just kind of get it, going to get overlooked. If they have a draft or something like that, she's not going to get drafted. Like, or it'll be to like a team that's like a gazillion miles away, which is probably not something that she's going to be down for. Like, um, I know she has a, a job and a life in Minnesota, right? And she just got married within the last couple of years. So um, it's it's just a shame that like players like that are are the players that are kind of going to get screwed over and all this. And um, I kind of wanted to stand up for her and and use my platform for that. So um, meanwhile. Uh, <laughs> You've been playing hockey recently, haven't you? Like real a lot. Games? Yeah, I've yeah, I've had games five days in a row. Of like... you played last week and in, in the uh, and this week as well, right? With the Selly League. Yeah, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday. Yep. And uh, and so for people that, like don't know, uh, explain to them what what exactly the what can what is the Selly League like. Um, so we've had the beauty league for the men for the last handful of years out here where it's pretty much, 
it's for charity, but like the college guys, the NHL guys, they, I don't know. They might just be on Wednesdays, but either way, they like have games. They have the John Scott Cup. I think it's like a giant keg, but they just, <laughs> you know, they get to go touch the puck. Um, we've never really had something on that scale for the women's side of the game. Um, we always have something. We always have college skate. There's always skates going on, but um, it's a little bit more of a like set up for spectators league. So it's um, mostly our D1 college girls, um, but then anyone just graduated or playing pro is also playing. So like Thundee, Jana, Steph Anderson, Patty Marshall, uh, Mac Lange, who spent last year with the P-Dub, but the year before that with the Whitecaps, um, then all of your gophers and anyone that, you know, lives around here in the summer that's still actively playing, or I guess for the pro level, hoping to, to play. Um right. It's a it's a way to kind of scrimmage, right? Kind of stay in shape, uh, or or kind of build up your stamina so you don't lose it, or like all those kind of things, and and just have fun too. At at the end of the day, right? I, sure, it's uh, a lot more competitive than I wouldn't call it a scrimmage. I wouldn't call it a to stay in shape. It's uh, you're freaking showing up. <laughs> okay, all right, okay, and so. Uh, so last week, Allie played, I think it was after we had Cass on, uh, you ended up playing the next night, right? Thursday. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I, I got destroyed and blah, 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 blah. Not and by goals, though, physically. I got my ass kicked. Physically. Right. Right. <laughs> and and you're, you're making it like, it was like, oh, what was me? And then I asked somebody, oh, how did Allie play? Oh, she was phenomenal. She only gave up a penalty shot goal and then. She gave up a goal in the shootout. We ended up losing, but like, you know, that's like that's not hockey, hockey. That's just like kind of like skills, kind of stuff. Like, so you played really, really well, and pat yourself on the back for me, and everybody else listening. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's really fun hockey. It's, I mean, it's high level hockey. I mean, we got a bunch of W. I mean. Ohio State, Gophers, Duluth, Mankato. We've got ECAC girls. We've got Hockey East girls. We've got anyone you could think of. But, yeah, Thursday I got my feet taken out from under me because there was an icing and I wasn't, like, the other team was going to win the race. So I'm like, I'm not just going to let you have the puck. And then um, they swept my feet out from under me. And different time I got headbutted. And somehow from that, that's what resulted in the penalty shot. So I had just immediately been headbutted and then I had to take a penalty shot. So I'm going to blame it on that. The goal. And you, you were kind of worried that you might be concussed, but you're not correct. We'll just go with no. Cause I've been playing pretty much every day since I don't, fair I don't enough. know a doctor. It's fine. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you were able to make it here on time. So I think you're all right. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, so then I found out like you were playing yesterday or was it yesterday? No, Tuesday. Yeah. Like you didn't even tell me. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? It was Pizon, by the way, that told me. I knew it. Um, yeah. And she, she coaches in there, right? Our, our friend and, and 
first one of the first guests we ever had on future considerations, Megan Pizon. Yep. Yep. She uh she's on the bench for that. And yeah, she got to see it firsthand where I got my feet taken out. <laughs> <laughs> and she was she was saying she was she might have to suit up and she was sweating because she she don't think she could hang with the with the young kids. Oh Lord, she would be fine. That's what I said. Just pass the puck. That's all you gotta do is just pass the puck. <laughs> Uh, so how did you do this week? I know, obviously, you said you lost last week. How, how did it end up this week? Um, well, I've played for three out of the five teams because I am just a sub. Because so everybody we'll needs a goalie. Yes. Um, so <laughs> let me think. Tuesday, I played on Patty Marshall and Mac Lange's team. And we did end up losing, but we were tied after my half. Um, and then uh, tonight we did end up winning. I played on. Let's go. We had any? I don't think we had any white caps on my team tonight. No. Need them. No, we pulled it up. Yeah. Tight game though. Three one with an empty net. So. Okay. Two to one up to the, up to the up to the end. (laughs) Congratulations and. Thanks for squeezing us into your busy schedule. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just I'm just here for the people. You need me to play goalie, fine. Fine. I'll find my gear. Per, per, perfect and consummate teammate, always. Um I see our guest is sitting in our uh live room. Um so Allie, you get to start bringing her on. I'm gonna um just go through a couple things real quick and then we'll get to Amy. Uh a couple PHF players, names familiar to PHF fans, have started signing contracts overseas because they're kind of doing the math. And, like, even I, who stink at math, can figure this out, that, like, there's not going to be as many jobs over here as there was originally thought to be. Um, So if you can find the spot overseas, go do it. Um, If you need help with that, um, reach out to myself, reach out to my friend Eleni. Um, any other players as well who have agents, like um, I'm sure they can at least try and, and help you navigate, which I'm sure a confusing uh, time. Uh, recent signings overseas, Leia Marino played last season with the Riveters. I think we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but uh, she signed in, uh, was it uh, HC Davos? Um, Antonio Matska played with the Buttes last season. Um, signed to play with the Sabres over in Vienna. And Anna K. Linzer uh, was signed to play with the Riveters, uh, as was Naomi Rogi, uh, both UMD, Minnesota Duluth products, uh, also signed overseas. Um, so players are slowly but surely uh, finding spots. But the reality is, like I said before, with Jana, a lot of players are just uh, are going to be fucked over. Like, it's just there's just no two ways around it. Like there's, there's just not going to be jobs here. And, um, you know, I, I can sort of understand the, this is for the greater good argument. Um, but, uh, the way that it was done, the way that everything was handled, like they didn't, they could have very easily assimilated and, and kind of built around what, what the PHF had, but it, it was more like rage based and like, no, we're just going to, like, like when they say assets were purchased, like, uh, I'm still curious and still waiting to hear a definition of what that actually means. Um, but 
we'll end that there. Um, I'd like to bring on our guest, finally. Uh, you may know her from last season when she played for the Buffalo Buttes. Uh, she also played college in Lake Forest College. Did I get that correct? I think I did. She was a senior captain, uh, played two seasons over in Sweden, um, from Lindstrom, Minnesota, although I don't think that's where she is right now. Um, and I don't know how far away that is from Allie either. Um, no. but what's that? Not terribly. Not terribly far. Okay. I know Minnesota is a big state. Um, and I unceremoniously spoiled where she was heading this upcoming season last week on this show. Uh, welcome to the program, Amy Buddy. Hello, good to be here. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well, yeah. I just spent the day, I'm now in Meadow Lake, Saskatchewan. So I just spent the day with um, on Sammy Fiesler's boat. And, well, and her boyfriend's new boat. And so we went out there, we went fishing, we caught six walleyes. Yeah, yeah, so I'm here for uh, one more day, and then I'll head back to Minnesota. You're bringing the Minnesota to Saskatchewan, catching all those walleye up there. Yeah, exactly. It's good luck. I it was yeah, it was all good luck. It was good timing for sure, and yeah, the fish were biting today, which was fun. And how long have you been up there for now? Well, so it started last week. Uh, Thursday night, I drove from Minneapolis to Fargo and then slept overnight in a parking lot and then drove from Fargo to Invermere, BC, which was 17 hours. And then I had, we had like a SBE reunion for all the North Americans that played on SBE in Sweden. And then, so I was there for three days on one of the girls has a cottage on, the, on a lake over there. And then I went to Calgary for two days. And then I went to Edmonton for two days and hung out with Jeff Healy. And then now I'm in Saskatchewan with Sammy. And then I'll head back home after that. Wow. Okay. And when do you have to head uh, overseas to, to play for your new team? Uh, September. Okay. So you still have a month to go to get ready and everything. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just coaching and training. And then, yeah, I'll head over there in September. Awesome. Um. So you already have had a stint over in Europe. How how was your experience over in Sweden? Yeah, I would say it was incredible. I think I spent a lot of my college time really focused on hockey and really uh, kind of determined to win. And I was I kind of let like social things and being like having fun to the side. And I went to Sweden and wanting to kind of prove that. You know, obviously, Lake Forest is Division Three, and I wanted to prove that I could play at a high level, and um, both to myself, but like I don't know, for everybody, I've always played, and yeah, it was amazing. Like the hockey there was awesome. It was such a good challenge, and it was so um, fun. But overall, the girls, like I mean, it's such a testament that it's been four years, and we still had 15 people show up at this SBE reunion this week, like this last weekend, and it's just a testament to what they're doing over there, especially on SBE. Like it's such a close knit team and I've made some of my best friends that I'll ever have there and it was just such an amazing experience getting to live in a different country and you know it's always nice like I'm you say I'm going over there alone because I didn't know anyone on the team at the time but at the same time it's like I had 20 automatic best friends and that was it like we traveled together we were all inseparable we went out every weekend like it was just 
the most amazing experience in my life just kind of learning that like life isn't about hockey and then yeah I would say Sweden 10 out of 10. Yeah that's awesome so you were there during COVID but you were there long enough that you got to like go do fun stuff you got to travel you got to like kind of do the Europe thing too it sounds like. Yeah, so my first season, uh, it wasn't COVID until it was the uh, end of March was when the uh, COVID really set in there. So my first season, we were able to go uh, over Christmas. We went to, oh gosh, Brussels, Prague, or Brussels, Munich, Prague, and Ostrava. And then we went to Poland a different weekend. And then we went to Thailand. And it was actually kind of funny because so we originally got uh, there was like seven of us going to go to Thailand and we got our tickets all booked and we had a 24 hour layover in Beijing and it was super fun and we were all excited. And then of course, like it was for like March 14th or something like that in 2020. And so of course that flight got canceled through Beijing and, and then we were like, Oh, like, let's look if we can redo it. Like, let's just see if we can rebook. No big deal. We'll just check what's going on. And there was a direct flight from, Stockholm to Krabby, Thailand for like $240 for 10 days. And we were like, yeah, we should probably do it. Like, it's not going to be that big of a deal. And then like, it's just going to, you know, like it wasn't that when we, at first when we left, it wasn't that big of a deal. And then it was like within those 10 days that we were in Thailand, it just blew up and went crazy. And like flights were getting canceled and everything was getting shut down. And we were like a little bit nervous. Like, are we going to have to change our flight? Are we going to have to go somewhere? But luckily, we were able to um, to take our regular flight back. And then I was supposed to stay for another month. We were planning on going to Spain and England. But then I just had to get on a flight and come back to Minnesota for the summer. That's wild. So you got to squeeze in that trip to Thailand, though. Yeah, we got 10 days in Thailand. It was super nice. And it was empty. It was, there was no lines anywhere. Uh, that's a score. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very, like, looking back, I'm glad we did it. But at the same time, like, it was pretty, I think it could have gone a different way. So we were lucky for sure. <laughs> you could have ended up spending a lot of time in Thailand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, we would have had to rent out, like, one of the Airbnbs we stayed at for a month or, like, five months or something. Oh, my God. Uh, so I very, very briefly got to meet you in Tampa. But, like, everything I've heard, including one of our interviews last week, is that you're just, like, the best teammate ever. You're a great role player. Like, what do you think kind of brought you to that place? Or have you just kind of always been that way? Yeah, absolutely. I think, for me, it's a lot of learning. And, like, I really just needed to grow up, I think especially to play at such a high level, like professionally, a lot of people are the best player on their team forever. And I've always like, you go from high school, of course, like it wasn't really hard. I was the top player on my team in Chicago Lakes High School. And then going to Lake Forest, which is Division Three, like I was able to have a pretty successful career there. And I like, realistically, I don't think I can ever remember a time growing up when I have ever been like, sat let alone sitting in the stands like let alone not playing in the last minute of a game like so it was a lot it was a really big transition for me to go to Sweden and I knew it was going to be you know tough I knew I was going to have to be really competitive but for me it was I always wanted to prove to myself that like I could play at a high level against you know the best talent in the world and I could you know compete at that level and 
uh, I was, you know, bouncing second and third line and Sweden, like not playing at the end of the game, not necessarily on when you absolutely need somebody, you know, not the person you relied on. And I think that was a big shift for me and it was tough my first year, but it definitely just came back to like leaning on your teammates and learning from people that are sitting in the stands and learning from people. Like there was a girl on the team and she was Swedish and she was like 29, I think. And barely ever played got like one or two shifts a game if that but she was the first person at the rink that we had practiced at 7 a.m and she would be at the rink at 5 30 doing a dynamic warm-up working out like just doing everything right she was the first person on the ice last person to leave like helped pick up every single puck always had a smile on her face and I think it's always really easy and I tell this to the kids I coach too and it's like it's really easy to say like you need to be a good teammate when you're not in a position you want to be on like it's not about you it's about the team it's really easy to say that when you're a coach or you're a player that's playing or you're a captain like but it's really hard to actually be willing to put aside like your ego and everything that way and I think for me Sweden was kind of my time to that was like my hockey thing like that was for me like the epitome of what I always wanted to achieve like I got to play professionally and Buffalo was more I want to come back to North America I want to be close to home I want to have fun I want to play and I want to like help a team and help a community however I can and so for me it was just kind of the first year like I'm not gonna lie like I would say every time that the lineup would come out I cried myself to sleep every single week my first year like it was brutal and it was so hard but I kind of really wanted to commit myself to what I've always told people when I was a captain, you know, whether it was telling freshmen to have a good attitude or not. Like I just really was important to me that no one saw that when I was at the rink or when I was around the team. And, you know, obviously I had really great roommates to lean on as well and speak to them about it. And, you know, teammates that are telling you like you're doing everything right, like you're scoring in practice, like you deserve a chance, your chance is coming, your opportunity is going to get there and just keeping positive, but also just, kind of looking at the people in, in the past that have had those good attitudes. That's kind of what I've always tried to emulate. And at the end of the day, hockey is a team sport and you can't control what the coach is going to put you in, what position they're going to put you in, whether or not they're ever going to give you a chance, even if you get to dress, whether or not they're going to give you a shift, like that's completely up to them. But I can control my attitude and my effort and my role on Buffalo, which whether or not I liked it or not, like I, my job was to, build the team up as ever however I could and so yeah I just became really dedicated and focused on you know being the best teammate and friend and competitor I could be at practice and hoping that could help the team win however that may be yeah I mean everything that we've heard you I mean knocked it out of the park I mean you sound like you're the like ultimate teammate and heard nothing but fantastic things even though we've only chatted for like five minutes yeah I, I definitely try yeah did, did that make it easier this season because last season you, you mentioned you look at the lineup you played like I think 10 games last season and this season only suit up once did yeah it, make it, it was definitely better I would say like I mean I've, I may have been on the roster for 10 games I don't think I got shifts in those games I think I got right, maybe right. five this whole year but um yeah I think it definitely helped especially like speaking with Nate and deciding if I wanted to come back or not for my second year like and being offered a practice player position obviously that's a gut punch like nobody wants to hear that but I just really appreciated the honesty and it kind of it definitely helped me understand my role and how I can bring the best to the team and you know always be ready if that's the case and sometimes 
I mean, we've all seen the sports movie, like you never know when your chance is coming and you just kind of always have to be prepared for that moment. And that's kind of the way that I viewed it. And at the end of the day, like I'd say one of my favorite things about Buffalo as well was the fans and the people I met. And so just getting the opportunity to work with the community in a community that like truly needs help and like can you can see the benefit of it, of going to these schools and volunteering and stuff. I think it was a really great opportunity, not only for, you know, to be a part of that team and that organization, but also to kind of have that opportunity, like just to experience it and still give back and still kind of have those chances to do it and still play. I mean, like you get, you only get two games a week, but you get five practices. So it was always fun to definitely get to practice and push my teammates however I could and, just kind of take on that role and kind of try to be ready whenever that chance came. You had signed to play overseas. It's over in Austria, right? I got that correct? Yeah, so it's with the Veloc Lakers. It's like right on the border of Italy and Austria and Slovenia, right in that little corner there. Yep. So you had signed there before the PHF kind of got dusted and, and, you know, we'll get into that maybe a little bit later, but were you trying to, to find a spot here in North America first? And then that was kind of like option B or like, how, how did that process play out for you? Yeah, definitely. I, I think for me, uh, same thing, like I mentioned earlier, like I came to Buffalo to have fun and play and really get to see everything I could see and have fun and be in North America and play. And I didn't really get that opportunity. So I uh, looked at, a few options here, but uh, I think the whole time that I was even speaking with Eleni and stuff, and um, I just think it was a, a good fit for me to go to Austria and like I'm gonna have fun, I'm gonna get to play every game, I'm gonna get to experience things, I'm gonna get to travel. I don't have to worry about like trying to get work my butt off to get a 13th forward spot and maybe get a shift and maybe get an opportunity. And yeah, for me it was kind of like I know I'm not an Olympian, I know I'm not gonna go you know, break records anywhere, but I can kind of take the last year or two of my hockey career and, you know, make something great with it and meet new people and see the world and experience new things. And I think even when we were talking to Buffalo or other teams still, I was kind of just like, I don't know, even if they offer me an open tryout or something like that, I'm still like leaning towards Austria. I just think that I have played my part in the PHF and I'm really excited to kind of see the world and move on gotta go go do those trips that you got robbed out of before yeah exactly i gotta go to spain england i've got a whole list going don't worry it's it's like when uh when baseball games or whatever when they get postponed then they just get rescheduled for later on that's that's all that is like yeah exactly (laughs) um before we get into like the real super super serious stuff um you mentioned community. You mentioned going back to Buffalo. You won the 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 uh, an award, the Deborah A. Chrysanti Award, uh, given annually to the player who's involved in the the local community, um, and it's voted on by your teammates. Like how how much did that mean to you? Like how proud does that make you when when you receive something like that? And again, you mentioned you're not playing very often, but you're still kind of an active member of the team and, and a very important and, and obviously vital member of the team from everybody that we've spoken to. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, like that award is just kind of a culmination of all the work that all of us do as a team. Like 
yeah, I might be the one that's going to the events, but everyone else shows up. Like we have at least 10 players at every event and none of us are from Buffalo. Like I think that that's my favorite thing about like that award, but also just our community in the Buttes is just that like the amount of people that aren't from Buffalo, but all of us want to volunteer and give back as much as we can. Like it's awesome to be recognized, but really I think that that award means so much more to like Deb's family and her loved ones and it's just kind of like I'm so happy that that award I guess it doesn't exist anymore but I'm really glad that it did exist because I think it just means so much to her family as like what a wonderful person she was for the Buffalo community and it's definitely an honor to be recognized but I think it's yeah I think it's definitely just for everybody on the team no matter what. Yeah and and that's the sad sad kind of like these footnotes of you know, the league ceases to exist. And then there's things like that, like this award that mean a lot to a lot of people. And they just kind of, it just falls by the wayside because the team doesn't exist anymore. Like, but um, what are your thoughts kind of, again, you're obviously kind of from the sidelines already signed to play overseas, but what, and you have friends who are, you know, were signed to play the upcoming season for Buffalo or for other teams. Um, kind of give us your thoughts on how everything unfolded and, and kind of how you see it um, with with the the snap and disappearance of the PHF yeah. and the the formation of a a new league in in January supposedly. Yeah, absolutely. I think, gosh, like hearing my friends, especially like the aftermath. So I was actually at the Indiana Jones premiere on Thursday night. And I started getting, my phone started like getting text messages and Snapchats with people. And I was like, what the heck's going on? Like, I'm really not that popular. And I started looking and I was like, Holy <laughs> hell, like that is a lot. Like, and then, you know, obviously after the movie, I started reading up on it. And I think the more I've read about it, like obviously that article that came out, was it last, last week or a few days ago too. And that was pretty scathing review of what happened. And just speaking with my teammates and how blindsided they were and, you know, staff members and, everyone like it's just such a like I understand that it's business and that's a part of business is doing that but I refuse to believe that that's the way people need to be treated whether or not like and it's kind of the same way I view like life like I eventually want to get into coaching and that's something I want to do like and one of those big things for me is the way that I was treated by coaches in the past like whether you're not you're playing or you're not playing or where they see you in the lineup like it's the same thing for life. Like just because they might not see you as high up or as important as Olympic hockey players or, you know, whatever that level of play is, doesn't mean that you don't deserve to have respect and find out about your job or your career path in a tweet. Like I think looking back on the history of the league too, it seems like every time that something large like this happens, people's lives get turned upside down and it's like a tweet. And then it's like, oh, sorry, we'll do better next time and there or there's no apology and yeah I think you know we'll have to see in time if it is what's best for women's hockey like I'm really hopeful that it is going to have better resources and it's going to get players to not have to you know work a second job or have everyone on the roster have a fair chance but yeah I really hope that you know that's going to happen and it's just it's really hard in the beginning just the way that it was handled I think could have gone about a bit better yeah and uh, today is July 20th. Um, it's been a long or short three weeks, depending on how you look at it, since this news kind of came down. And we still have yet to get like a press conference, um, 
you know, it's it's been we be getting these drips and drabs of information, and um, the uh, the article you referenced, I believe, is uh, the one in the uh, the hockey news. Miles uh, yeah. Arnone, right from the um, yeah, the owner of the the Boston Pride, kind of detailed a lot of things, and honestly, go out there and go read it. He, he said a lot of things that a lot of people have been saying behind closed doors for a long time um, that nobody kind of really wants to say out loud. Um, on the flip side, like he made a lot of good points, but he also kind of, he's been a part of this for a while and there have been missteps. Like the, he was a, a part of this when, when Lake Placid happened. Right. And that was kind of a, a big, big disaster, but there's, there's no kind of clear way to, to put that, but um, we'll leave that all that talk for another day. We got to get to like the super, super serious stuff. Um, how many root beers have you had this summer? Yeah, so it's actually um, I I've cut back, which is pretty crazy for me. I think uh, not that many. I would say I'm down to like maybe one a week, if that. So I actually found this new like sparkling water called Bubbler, and I'm not at all sponsored or anything, but like it's the best thing I've ever drank in my life. It's so good, and it has like antioxidants, and there's only five calories. There's no sugar. It has so many good flavors. And I absolutely love it. And I've been drinking a lot of like uh, green juice where I literally put like two sticks of celery, pineapple, and half a cucumber into a blender. And I just blend it up and I put a bunch of ice and I just take a straw and I chug it as fast as I can because I absolutely hate vegetables. Like if anyone has ever like met me, they know I hate vegetables and I had a, I would have a full candy and root beer diet if I could. And <laughs> Like I just, and so I've really tried to focus this summer, especially like I'm not getting any younger. Like I've got, I'm not as young as I once was. I'm not that spry college chicken anymore. Like I gotta, I gotta figure it out. I gotta be better. And so, yeah, I'm drinking bubbler, green juice. I'm not getting caribou multiple times a day, every day. So I've definitely, and I'm like on a workout regimen and plan and yeah, I'm feeling really good going into off year, which is nice. And I'm also ice bathing every day, which is, not fun so it's been nice to have a week off of that while i was on vacation here but yeah i've, I've cut down on the root beer that's Long that's uh, <laughs> i i was i'm i was honestly not expecting things to go this way but um for those that don't know amy is a um, if you haven't figured it out yeah a big root beer fanatic um and i kind of i i kind of uh, uh last year when i was my day job i was working for uh uh, mosquito shield driving around the houses and spraying for mosquitoes uh, and I passed a, a, a root beer place and I took a picture and <laughs> stopped in the middle of the road to take a picture to, to, to show Amy because uh, I know her, her love for root beer so I uh, kind of just wanted to circle back to that um, you mentioned you were going to the movies the Indiana Jones movie uh, when all the kind of news broke um, big movie come or big movies excuse me coming out this weekend uh, I guess tomorrow or, t- or tonight, actually, probably Thursday night is usually opening night. Uh, Barbie or Oppenheimer, which one are you going to go see first? Ooh, that's a great question. So I'm probably going to go see, I think, Oppenheimer first, but I'll go to Barbie right after. I'm planning on a double feature. Absolutely. So I actually went to uh, the AMC's movie theater. I went almost every Tuesday. I would go in Buffalo, and my family loves movies. Like, we go probably every week whenever there's movies out, like it's one of our staples in the family. So we're definitely very excited about this weekend, but they're waiting for me to come home before we go. 
Okay. Have you now? You you go see a, a lot of different movies. You're into the superhero movies too. Yeah, I love Marvel. Love. I like all movies actually. I just watched X with uh, Heels and Edmonton, and it was really scary, but it was actually really good. And I never used to like horror movies, but I've started to appreciate them more the more movies I watch because I never want to like what's the we used to have a rule like the thumper rule or if you don't or don't judge a book by its cover and yeah so I try to watch like you know every movie I can even if there's if I think there's not a movie out I'll still like try to go to a movie that week and you know still watch it because you never know and they obviously worked really hard on it and they deserve to have people buy their tickets too so I try to see movies even if they didn't have a lot of marketing and stuff but yeah I love Marvel movies for sure that's one of my favorites Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I love going to the movies too. I try to, I was trying to go once a week. Usually I would go Mondays or Tuesdays. Um, I've been slack in the last couple of weeks. I, since we talked about Indiana Jones, um, I, I still haven't gone to see it yet. And, and now, now I done messed up because now Mission Impossible is out. I'm like, uh, I kind of want to go see that because I'm not going to be able to dodge spoilers too much longer. Um, so maybe I'll go see that on Monday while everybody's still kind of seeing Barbie and, and Oppenheimer. Um, have you seen Mission Impossible yet? You plan on seeing that one? No, not yet because I've been in I've been on vacation, so I didn't make it to Mission Impossible. But yeah, I will probably see it. I kind of want to wait until um, it comes out in film or like on streaming first, though, for that one, just because I feel like Tom Cruise has enough money. And I don't necessarily, like, I just, I just feel like sometimes he's just like, he's too much, you know, and I just, I'll wait to watch it on streaming. I've actually never seen all of the Mission Impossible either. So yeah, definitely. I think I'll wait for that one. But yeah, Barbie Oppenheimer, that's a big one. Um, for sure. I'll definitely be going to those. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've seen all the Mission Impossible films. Okay. Um, they gradually have gotten more and more ridiculous. Not like ridiculous, like Fast and Furious ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's gotten ridiculous where it's like, I can't believe he's doing this. And nine times out of 10, he's actually doing the stunt himself, which I give him a lot of credit for. That's um, he's, he's very dedicated. He's like, well, let's do the biggest jump first, because if I die, then we're not going to have a movie anyway. <laughs> so, um, but I, I, I kind of, as somebody who likes spy kind of stuff and, and loves James Bond, like it's, it's kind of in that kind of vein. Um, a lot of times they have great villains too. Um, so hopefully you enjoy it when you do go check it out. Yeah, um, we actually used to have at my, our cabin in Bemidji, Minnesota, we used to have like VCRs of like the original Mission Impossible. Like I think it was a TV show maybe. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And we would watch those like when it was raining outside. So I have seen a lot of Mission Impossible, but not the Tom Cruise movie version. Yeah, and and kind of like uh, uh, you see, like because it's obvious that this spread out over a number of years. You see, like his hairstyle changes over the years, and he's in like his like fifth Beetle phase, and like I think the second or third Mission Impossible, where he had the the kind of moppy haircut, and <laughs> then he had like the buzz cut, the, the one of them or whatever. So he, he's obviously looking more modern now, and he's getting older too. Um, I, I love, again, I love going to the movies and I, and I did with my family too for, for the longest time, um, especially the superhero movies when, when I lived back home in uh, New York City, Staten Island. Um, it was like tradition. Me and my mother and my sister would go 
for Mother's Day or for, um, you know, some some of these holidays, uh, like Memorial Day, like we'll go to the movies and kind of waste their air conditioning for a couple of hours because it's usually warm out. Uh, but there were always kind of movies that came out around there, Spider-Man or uh, Fantastic Four or whatever, and even the, the, the newer uh, Marvel stuff with Iron Man and all that. So um, I, I miss doing that, but I, I also kind of like going by myself and just kind of zoning out and kind of unplugging for a couple of hours. Um, yeah, it's so nice. Are you a uh, AMC Stubbs premiere member? I am not. So I I have uh, the the closest one to me is Cinemark. Uh, oh, okay. So I have like I have some app for that where it's like, oh, if you spend like one trillion dollars, you get one free movie ticket. And it's like, okay, yeah, I'll sign up. Um, so, and again, I I don't go as much as I I want to. So I, maybe it doesn't make it worth it, but. Um, when I, when I first moved out here, there was, um, a really small old school movie theater about four miles away from my apartment. Um, and it was great cause they only had like four movies and I would go, um, back then my, my day off was on a Wednesday. So I'd go like Wednesday afternoon, go see like the suicide squad or something like that, or, or spider verse. And there would be like two other people in the theater and it was perfect because it was, you know, I didn't need a recliner because there was nobody really around. I could stretch out. I could, you know, not have to wait online for concessions or anything. And then one day they closed and now they're a brewery um, or it's a brewery where that movie theater used to be. So now I have to go a little further and it's Cinemark and it's, um, you know, nice, nicer chairs, more modernized, I guess. Uh, but I miss that old, old timey feel. Um Allie, uh, what's 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 your go-to uh, uh, for movies? Like, what, what kind of what's your genre of, uh, that you like? Oh dear, um, I don't go to movies often anymore. Brennan and I used to go all the time before COVID, and like we've been really, really awful at going since. Um, before COVID, I feel like there were a lot of Marvel movies coming out, so that was kind of what we would go see. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just like to see funny movies usually. <laughs> yeah. And now everything's on streaming in like two weeks anyway. So <laughs> if you miss it, you miss it. You can watch it on your, from the comfort of home within probably like a month usually now. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. We have, uh, obviously covered a lot. Um, I want to make sure we get fan questions in because we were almost about to hit an hour mark, even though Amy's only been talking for maybe a half hour. Um, but thanks again for Amy for stopping by and being very generous with our time. I'd like everybody to know it was not easy to figure out, uh, because she's in mountain time zone, right? We, we said it was mountain. I uh, think so. I think that's what we decided. Saskatchewan slash Calgary area and Ali is in central time zone which i thought they were kind of the same thing but they're not um and i'm here in the east coast um which is normal time which everybody kind of goes by right i mean duh (laughs) (laughs) um but now thanks amy for really for while you're on vacation doing this i know you again you have to get ready to head overseas and everything um so let's get to some fan questions um, and if you're listening live and you want to squeeze in a question, now would be the, the perfect time to do it because we're probably going to be out of here in uh, 10, 15 minutes. We'll see. Um, Jedi2815 asks, least favorite Taylor Swift song? Go. <laughs> um, That's tricky. I would say me. 
Allie. You know what? I agree. I I, I think it's a it's funny your one. It's, but, it's your yeah. one. It's simple as that. And I don't I will die on any hill made by Taylor Swift. And but I will say that I think of every artist that I know, she picks the worst songs to be the singles from albums. Wow. Big breaking news going on here tonight, <laughs> folks. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know how to have a response or a reply. Um, uh, Jedi also asks, what, what is your favorite Butte's memory? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. Um, well, there's just so many, but I think from at least like a in the community or volunteering aspect, I love when we would go play hockey with the little uh, kids at Persistence Prep Academy. It's like an inner city school in downtown Buffalo. And I just thought it was the most rewarding, like two to three days that we would have each year. We did it both seasons and it was like the best day ever. But I would say like when we played with the season ticket holders, we played like we had a game night and there was like 25, 20 of us maybe in a room and, we just played like I'm a little crabby and you know I think we played and it was just so much fun to like just get to meet the fans on that level in a more like chill environment with just like pizza and chips and pop and just hang out and get to meet them and see how like amazing all of them are because I also got to sell merch this year as well and it was just like obviously I was not I would have been like to be on the ice but getting to kind of connect with the fans on that level was amazing every day so I would say one of those things but also of course all my teammates are the best and there's so many like hilarious stories about the bus trips that um just yeah so many memories just like Fortnite tournaments at hotels and like all it's just hilarious we love it one one of these days one of these players has to write like a book about these teams (laughs) league uh road trips untold stories like we need kind of like a, a tell all uh Maybe that's what this show will evolve into. Who knows? Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> Someone with a better memory than me, though. I can't. Not good with the details. Okay. Well, that's why you have teammates there with you. They kind of fill in the blanks. Uh, Allie, do you also call soda pop? I do. Um, every now and again, I'll say soda just because I spent four years in Rhode Island. But um, it is pop. It is. It, it's always it it always kind of catches me off guard when I hear y'all say that, but because I'm so not used to it uh, from where I grew up. Obviously, you can't tell by my accent. Crease <laughs> uh, <laughs> Giants asks, uh, "What goalie or goalies made you realize the quote unquote goalies are weird stereotype <laughs> had at least some truth to it?" Oh boy, um, I would like I would say that. I think that that I've met just as many players that are just as weird as well. Like, I think I'm pretty odd in general. Like, I feel like I'm usually one of the weirder people on the team. But I also think in my time, I've learned every single person is really weird. But you just have to figure out what they're weird about, you know, no matter the position. But I would definitely say I had a goalie in college that was uh, one of the most unique individuals or creatures, you might say. Uh, and her name is Julia. Tarantino and she was absolute beauty but like just so just always had a diet coke in her hand and like 
you'd come off the bench and she'd be sitting there and she'd be doing the forwards that period and I'd like for the door and I'd you know get up to the end of the door and be like hey and I called her Bill which just like it was a wild basically we thought Juliana was too long so the coach was like all right we need to come up with a nickname and we were like oh Juliana Tarantino from Southern California of course Quentin Tarantino kill Bill we're gonna call her Bill <laughs> and so we'd be like oh hey Bill like what's up? Like, how you doing? And she'd be like, Hey bud, like I got, I got a bagel. You want a bagel? And I was like, well, I gotta go on the ice right now, but uh, maybe when I get back. And I remember one time she like dropped the bagel onto the ice <laughs> and they're like mini bagels. And it was like the middle of a game. And I get back up to the line and she's like, buddy, like, I don't know what to do. I, I dropped the bagel. Like what, what should I do? And I was like, you can't, you can't make a scene. Like the coach will see you can't, you, you just got to leave it. Like you got to leave the bagel. And it was just, and then she still kept doing it. Like she'd bring fruit snacks. You could get like gushers from her in between shifts. Like it was just an absolute beauty. But yeah, it's quite a piece of work. It sounds like uh, uh, very similar to some stuff we've talked about before, Allie, with spilling Skittles on the ice. You know, I never thought about bringing a bagel onto the yeah, ice. Was good. it a mini like, bagel or was it a regular size bagel? Yeah, just like a mini cinnamon raisin bagel. So we would oh. get the same snacks for every game. Yep. Like our coach was very particular. We got the same things like cinnamon applesauce and then yeah, these cinnamon raisin mini bagels. And yeah, she would just bring those out and she'd shove them in her breezers and they were good. Like sometimes it just, you're in the, sh- you had a tough shift. You get back up to the line and it hits different. Like it was, it came in clutch a few times. I won't lie. <laughs> Not something I'd ever think to hide in my breezer. <laughs> and she would always like she took so much pride in like opening the door. Like she would t- t- like tell the coach, she'd be like, Hey coach, look, and she'd be at practice and she'd be opening and closing the door just to like show her how good she was. <laughs> It was just so funny, like, uh, just the character and, ab- like, one an- another one of those teammates that just, like, showed you how to be a good teammate, even if you don't like what position you're in. Like, it was just an incredible person and, uh, like, yeah, great time. That's, that's another part of a conversation we've had about the door opening. Uh, that was, right, we had Lev on. Lev was talking about having some struggles getting the door open. Yes, Lev struggles with the door, but she doesn't have to do it often. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. It's, it's not usually her, not her usual position. Uh. It's an art form. It's really it's, it's definitely an art form. It is. Now, Amy, Amy, are you a if you're there? Are you trying to help the goalie open the door, or you let the goalie handle it herself? And, and no, you- yeah, she'll figure it out. Like that's not on me. That's you don't want to step on anybody's toes. You don't want to. That's you know, you got to do your job, let other people do their job. I'm not going to, I had a good quote from a coach one time, actually, where she said, basically, we were talking about something of like, don't go to cover for your teammate, because all you're doing is like, if they have a hole in their boat, and you, and we're all plugging holes, and you move to plug their hole, then you're leaving your hole, you know, so I can't, I got to let them open the door. Okay, and, and Allie, you've talked about sometimes players try and help, and they ain't really helping, right? No, they are harming more than they're hurting. So yes, that's that's good. You let them figure it out on their own. Sometimes they smash their thumb in the process, and <laughs> you just gotta let them figure it out. Yeah, exactly. It's just a learning process. You don't know fire's hot until you get burned. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, um, back to the questions. Uh, Steph uh, Rennie Ministron asked if you could have any superpower, what would it be? 
Oh gosh. Okay. Um, that's a great question. I would say maybe like it would be cool to fly. I'm gonna go with flight. Flight. Okay, Allie. I think I would take that a step further and go teleportation. Boom. I, I was thinking exactly the same thing, like Nightcrawler on the X-Men. You've seen a place before, you're able to close your eyes and poof, and then you end up over there. Like, that's that's the kind of, I, I can't deal with planes. I was talking with uh, Shannon Turner. She was talking about they flew to Thailand. It's like 24 hours on a plane. Like, I, I can't do that. I, there's no way. Like, I was like, I'm, I hope you had a good time. Let me know how it was. Like, I'm never making it over there. So be very descriptive. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know how like the, these long flights how long is, is your flight going to be when you head over to, to Vienna uh, I would assume probably I'm sure we'll stop in like either Frankfurt or Amsterdam first so that's usually like six to eight and then usually only like two to three after that I would say so not too bad and I'm actually really good at like I get onto a plane and I well, maybe my teammates won't agree with me, but I think that I am very quiet and fall asleep right away. But if there is someone next to me that I can chat with, I'll probably chat their ear off for a while as well. But I try to be as respectful and go to sleep. So I, like on my other trips to Europe, I was able to fall asleep and I basically woke up and they were like landing the plane and didn't get to eat, but also was just sleeping the whole time. So it should be pretty. That would be like, yeah, that would be the best case scenario for me is to sleep the whole way. But I know the type of person I am. I can't do that. So um, we'll see. Uh, it's, and just a testament to what a great person and teammate that Amy is. Um, throughout the night while we've had her on, I've seen a couple of her teammates, uh, a couple of other people associated with the Buttes pop in and out. Um, so just, again, another another show of, of the type of person she is and uh, the type of friend she is, obviously, too. Um, Mike Murphy, do we know a Mike Murphy, Allie? Do we, is... <laughs> it's just some guy. He keeps popping into our conversations. <clears throat> he asked a lot of questions. They're really good questions, though. So we're going to go through them. Uh, best places to eat in Buffalo? Oh, boy. Um, there's a place called Tea Leaf that has really good tea. And then uh, the AMC movie for your popcorn is awesome. <laughs> and... I'm trying to remember what it was called. There was like a, I got Chinese food all the time. I don't remember what the place was called. I always got DoorDash. I'm a, I was a big DoorDash person in Buffalo. So I would say any of the takeout places on DoorDash were phenomenal. Five stars, everybody. Five yeah. stars. Um, if you were a kangaroo, what would you keep in your pouch? <laughs> um, that's a great question. Maybe like a oh gosh, that's tricky. Um, maybe boxing gloves. Okay. Okay. box, and I feel like that's like that would be easy to keep in there. Okay. Uh, what is the best bread? Only one type of bread for the rest of your days. Oh, sourdough. Sourdough. With everything, yeah, simple. Sourdough bread is good. Everything. I, I used to work in a bakery, sourdough bread, very, very good. Uh, very uh, pain, pain in the ass to make. But um, How many beanies is too many beanies to own? Oh, no such thing. Beanies are, it's a, it's a way of life. It's not 
you know, a, a quantifiable number. Yeah, it's it's limitless. I mean, I, yeah. I think I have probably at least 20. Yeah, I, I have quite a few. I need to cut back before I go to Austria for sure. There's not enough room. I have to <clears> cut it down, but it's hard. Yeah, and I probably, I, I don't know about you, I, I pretty much probably wear the same three, um, yeah. but there's 17 other ones here. Yeah, it's that with my, my beanies and my bucket hats. I think I have two that I will rotate through, but that's, yeah, I wear, that's it, and I have like 15 of each. <laughs> um, name a food with a Z in it that is not pizza or pretzel. Zucchini? Uh, oh, quick. That was quick. That was very good. I was I'm I'm like reading it and I read it like five times before I even got to it. I'm like, I have no idea. I'm on the vegetable kick. I'm I'm eating healthy. That's Here right. I see. <laughs> it, this is all connected. It's the whole multiverse. It's all connected. It's all it's all weaved together. Um Steph also wants to know who is your favorite MCU character? Oh um Gosh, okay, I love Captain America, but I also love Spider-Man, like his funkiness, but I think Captain America. Okay. Yeah, and I'm Chris assuming... Chris Evans, Captain America, yeah. Chris Evans, Captain America, okay, I just wanted yeah. to make sure. There's, there's a new Captain America in town, y'all. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I still go Chris Evans, Captain and, America. And he played that part, like, for my money, like, he was so, so good at it, like... Um, I don't need to see him come back. Like I think he, he just it ended like really cool and he had a really nice arc and, and story and kind of that oh, always kind of uh, um, you know uh, always always standing up and and fighting back and trying to look out for the little guy. Um, exactly. Like I think he's yeah just incredible. I love his moral views and exactly how he never gave up and he just he put his personal stuff aside to fight for what was right, not necessarily what was easy for him. And I like love that about him as a character. Yeah. And they did a really good job at like the speeches that he makes are like so freaking like motivating. Like uh they and yeah. the delivery the delivery too is is very good. Very good job by by everybody there. Um Angie asked, uh, favorite memory in Buffalo? We, I think we answered that one already, correct? Uh, somebody else asked. We don't want to, unless you want to give another one. Oh, boy. Um, ooh, okay. I think making, filming the Beer Gate uh, video was pretty funny uh, that we did when uh, Jessie and we got her bag from Minnesota and it, someone had put beers into her bag and it exploded everywhere. And then we went to Montreal and we like, interrogated like Bobby Long and Nate via Skype and all these people and then like coaches and all these people and we like filmed it and then made it into a doc like a fake Netflix documentary about who put the beers in Healy's bag. I thought it was pretty funny. Like overall like everyone was involved and it was just hilarious. Like all the videos are so funny. <laughs> you guys have need to have more fun on these road trips and, and while you're not playing hockey because you don't have enough fun. Yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> um, correct me if I'm wrong. You also pulled a prank on your coaches uh, mm -hmm. you came, when you came here to New Jersey, um, and you did like a, a team dinner or team meal at a restaurant, um, and you had the the servers bring like a, a 
like a huge tray of shots for everybody, but they really weren't shots, right? Yeah, it was water, but that was I was no part of that. I was just a impressed looker. That was all. I think Jess Healy, maybe Claudia Kepler. She'd have to. I think she was involved in it. And yeah, but Jess Healy was the one that had seen it and was like, "Guys, you got to do it." And she got the whole group to execute it seamlessly, really. It's, it's. I'm sure it took a lot of planning, coordination, and it looked great on on the video because the look on the coach's face uh, initially was. Uh, I don't know, mortification, anger, probably all all the, the full spectrum. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was pretty incredible. The TikTok turned out so well. Um, again, you, you guys need to have some fun when you're not playing hockey because clearly you're not doing that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike also asks, uh, what advice would you give to a youth player under 16 who may not be getting a lot of ice time or opportunity? Yeah, I think, so I, I coach, like I said, I, and it's something that I want to do in the future as well. I think, um, just like sometimes you're going to be in a different situation than you necessarily want to be. But at the end of the day, we play sports and it's a great place to learn life lessons and learn how to fail in a safe space. And so learning how to work in a team and at, like sports are to learn to be better and like learn resilience and, and how to face adversity and how to do things that in life we don't always get the opportunity to fail multiple times or lose or, you know, not get what we want. And I think just kind of keep it in perspective because, yeah, it seems like it's the end of the world getting cut or, you know, not getting to play when you think you should and all of those things. But I think all you can do is control your attitude and your effort. And if you have a good amount of both, Hopefully, at the end of the day, like coaches are going to be coaches. They're not always going to, you know, see what you could bring to the table. But all you can do is make the most of your opportunity and take the role that you have and make the best of it. Everybody got that down. That was great. Great life lesson. Seriously. Um, three Butte teammates who never got enough credit for how talented they are. Oh boy, um, I think Claudia Kepler, number one, like one of the best shots you could ever see. And I think she's so intelligent at getting into the right spaces. I mean, I tell her this all the time, but like, I just think she's such an awesome hockey player and so intelligent and like just always knows where to be on the ice and how to be in those spots to be an offensive threat. And yeah, just phenomenal. I think Cass Mack, like I know she gets the Unsung Hero Award and people always say like she's so underrated, but actually like watching her in practice and watching how she is just defensively and like she does all of the little things so well. Like there's nothing that she's bad at in hockey. Like there's no weakness or weak part of her game. Like she just is so solid all the time. As a that former Cass Mac teammate, I concur. Yeah, right. Like I just feel like no matter how much like it's like Alexander Barkov, like just does everything so well. And it's just like so cool to watch. And ooh, the third, I think I'm gonna go with that's a tough oh man I've got a lot of people in mind don't um, offend anyone I'm gonna say Angelica Diffendel like I think she has so much talent and is such a like just such a just ball of talent and natural ability and she's so fast and she wants to be like I think when she's getting when she gets going I think she could keep up with 
um, Sundstrom. I really do. Like she has her moments where she was just absolutely stellar and just can take a game over like in the snap of a finger. Like she could just turn it on and go and skate through everybody and score. Like she did against I think Boston my first year in overtime. She just like caught the puck and then like threw it to the ground to herself and then like kicked it through 2D and split the D and went in on a breakaway and scored. And it was like, holy cow, like she's just incredible. And then same with like, I don't know, I think, okay, I have one more, I think, and then I'll be done. But I think uh like Sammy Fiesler, obviously I'm at her house right now, like definitely deserves a shout out. Like I think watching her in practice and I got to be her D partner this year for a good majority of the year, I think it was, I was so grateful to get to play next to her just because she made it so easy to like learn how to play this new position that I had never played before because she was so skilled and subtly so good at D. Like every, like she's such an intelligent hockey player. The way she sees the game always makes the right path, always makes the right move, like knows when to delay, knows when to shoot the puck, knows when to skate the puck and just such an intelligent person. And I think one of the things that you know, in the last two years, she was another player that I think didn't get as many opportunities as she necessarily deserved. But yeah, super talented, I think, definitely. Fair enough, fair enough. And you gave us four instead of three, yeah, little sorry. little bonus. That's okay, that's okay. We like that. Um, and just shout out Claudia Kepler. I see her listening too. Um, yeah, I gotta shot, give it to her. She's listening. In. That that shot is <laughs> fucking wicked, man. Like. Right? Uh, just I, I I feel sorry. Rest in peace, goalies. Sometimes because that that shit is humming. Um, yeah, like when she showed up in the um outdoor game my first year yeah. and just gets that like gets like three steps on the D and then just snipes top shelf. It was incredible. Like so good. Yes, that's that's one of those uh kind of memorable goals, right? That will will anybody who watched that game. That's kind of one of the big takeaways, uh, at least for me. Um, I'm sure other people out there as well. Um, last question for Mike: favorite favorite bold member of women's hockey media. Favorite member? Um, bold, bold, bold. Oh, oh, ooh, that's hard. That's like picking between the left and the right Twix. I can't choose one. You know, they're they're too good. I can't pick just one. Fair enough. I I plead the fifth. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Um, I think we've bothered you for enough time. I think we've gone <laughs> through all the questions from everybody. Most of the rest of the my notifications are just uh, comments. Um, thank you so much for not only spending time with us tonight, but pretty much on like a freaking weekly basis, right, Allie? Like we've seen, we see a lot of the same similar uh, faces, icons, whatever you want to call them, uh, when we do this, the show live, um, that's one of the aspects that we really like and why we kind of continue to do this live. Um, cause you get to see different people pop in, whether it's, um, Amy Buddy or CJ or tonight, Claudia Kepler. We saw Cass Mack come in. Um, I saw Nate Oliver in earlier. Um, Mike Murphy, the head honcho at the ice garden, gracing us for this presence tonight. Um, it's it's really neat to to kind of get that um, feedback and support, and um, we appreciate you. Uh, wish you nothing but the best of luck in your next adventure. Um, again, hopefully you get to make up those trips that you kind of got postponed uh, the last time you were over there. 
Um, but, uh, oh, Allie, do you have anything else you want to ask Amy before we let her go for the night? Mm. Not that I can formulate at the moment. <laughs> okay. Um, um, so with that, uh, Amy, thank you so much. Is anything you want to say to anybody listening, anything you want to promote, um, you want to, uh, cry out for a sponsor, anything like that. Uh, now we'll give you the floor to go ahead and say what you want to say. Oh gosh. I feel like I've had plenty of time on the soapbox tonight. Like, thank you so much for the opportunity. And I think you guys do such an awesome job. And I tell the kids that I coach all the time, we're always saying like, if you want to support women's hockey and you want it to grow and you want it to be good, you need to be a part of that audience that helps grow it. Like we tell the, the little nine-year-olds that come and skate every week. We're like, you guys need to be watching these teams and these players and support women's hockey. So I think absolutely, um, yeah, you guys do an awesome job. And I'll always tune in because I just want to – I love what you guys do and I think you do a great job and you do it the right way. And hopefully when women's hockey – blows up next year whenever it is like you guys get to go ride the rocket ship to the top as well because you deserve it for sure and oh yeah i've got to say um hello taylor swift and um yeah if she wants to sponsor me she can definitely but <laughs> yeah that's about it i think that's definitely enough for me. You, you gotta shoot your shot you have to shoot your shot yeah. to get your chance uh, i just want to meet her like that's all i'm asking I just yeah. want to, like, meet her get an autograph. Nothing crazy. If, if she autographed, like, uh, if she said, I'll, I'll give you an autograph, but I'm only going to sign, like, your arm or something like that, would you do it? Yeah, and then I'd get a tattoo for sure. I don't have any tattoos, but Claudia and I have been talking about potentially getting a long live Taylor Swift tattoo. So I would have to do it if she was willing to sign my arm. I'd have to get that tattoo as well. Okay, fair enough. So you don't have any... Uh... We've seen uh, some of your your teammates, right? Lolo has a, a Buffalo Buttes tattoo. You haven't have you considered that one? You know, I I haven't. I think I do. I almost I've almost got a like group tattoo in Sweden as well. We've almost got Sika on our um, like rib cages, but then we decided not to do it. But um, I've come close a few times to a bunch of different tattoos, but I've never actually pulled the trigger. Uh, and I, yeah, maybe in the future I, I'll get a beach one, but I kind of like the little Buffalo logo more, like the little guy, but you'll mm-hmm. see. Okay. Okay. Uh, lastly, before we let you go, Jedi also wanted to ask, did you hear, uh, Cassidy Sauvé's comments last week, uh, on when she would stop by our show? Uh, she brought yeah. you up. Yeah. So I accidentally listened to it later. I missed it. I was. I the one time you missed, that live. Yeah, I missed the live, but I heard it later and yeah, it was just everyone's just way too nice. Like it's so hum like just wonderful to hear people speak about that and obviously, you know, it's nice to kind of get recognized for that stuff. But really like I mean it from the bottom of my heart, like everybody on the beach is just as nice and just as good as a teammate. Like I just get way too much credit for it because I think I didn't get to play on the ice. So they just were like, oh, give it to Buddy. But like everyone's just as awesome and including her and everybody. So yeah, I definitely, and it's really nice to hear people speak about me like that. But yeah, I think everybody deserves their, all of the flowers. Everybody's awesome. I, I can speak from experience when people talk about you in those kind of fashions. Um, I've had a lot of that from from 
especially parents over the last couple of weeks, um, kind of thanking me and, and reaching out to make sure you know, like if, if we're going to be okay. And like those kind of things, like, um, it's, it's super humbling. Um, but you're an, an awesome person. I'm so glad we have to have, we got a chance to have you on tonight. Easy for me to say, not really. Um, if you're not already following her on Twitter, you can find her at buddy hockey 29. That's B U D D E H O C K E Y two nine. Um, go follow her. Uh, hilarious. I love your movie takes. I love your, uh, all the videos you share and, and, um, I, I look forward to following your journey through social media, um, as you go play over in Austria and hopefully have a, a ball of season. Um, and then maybe you can hang out with Allie when you get back to Minnesota, who knows? Cause she said, right. You guys aren't too far away. So, um, Thank you again for stopping by. Um, we only have a couple more things to do. So you can leave, um, go hang out with Fiesler and do whatever you guys do before. Um, or you can hang out for the last couple of seconds here. Um, if you want to collect uh, stuff from the PHF, right? If, if you wanted to get like uh, some kind of memorabilia, um, all the team stores are pretty much closed now. So you, you beat, you're pretty much shit out of luck. Uh, but you can go to Migray, uh, M-E-I-G-R-A-Y dot com, and they have tons of game-used jerseys, pucks, um, all types of cool stuff. You might be able to find an Amy Buddy jersey there. You might be able to find an Allie Morse jersey there. Um, you might be able to find some really cool shit that kind of got uh, you know left behind that, that nobody kind of buried in, in a mass of jerseys. You never know. Um, if you find something you like and maybe the price isn't to what you can afford basically, um, or you, it's not to your liking, shoot them an email. Um, that's, uh, just mention that, that go to migrade.com. You'll be able to find an email there. I should have written it out, but I didn't. Um, and <laughs> let them know that the ice garden or myself and Allie sent you over and, um, they won't get you an additional discount, but you know, they're, they're really good friends of ours and they did a lot of great stuff with these players. Um, if you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, uh, subscribe to us, rate us five stars. Um, all that shit makes us look really cool and let's just do some more really cool stuff. I shared some numbers with you the other night, Allie, right? It was pretty cool. We're averaging like 150 listeners per week on Spotify or something like that. Yep. Very nice. We appreciate everyone. Yeah, it's been awesome to to check in on those numbers every couple of weeks and um, see which episode which episodes did better than others. Um, the number one episode out of everything from the Ice Garden, as far as Spotify goes, was um, the show that Mike Murphy did uh, right after the demise of the PHF Tig Talk. Um, again, you can search for the ice garden on all these, uh, pod podcast platforms. Um, and you can find all of our shows, future considerations, uh, this show around the rink, uh, Alyssa Turner's show turnovers with Alyssa, even the old TIG shows, TIG talk, I think, uh, is, is on there. Um, and, and a bunch of other stuff. So I think they're, they're up to, we're up to like over 150 total, maybe more than that. Um, I know there's a lot though. There's a lot to go through and we've been doing these weekly. So there's a lot of current stuff too. Um, next week, 
Uh, we may do something a little earlier than we normally do. Uh, we want to try and get uh, Lola Burnson on uh, again from the Buffalo Buttes, or I guess what was the Buffalo Buttes. Still getting used to that, sorry. Um, but Lola is, um, wants to come on. She is actually over in Sweden. Um, so a little bit of a time difference. So we have to kind of figure out a time when we can do it. So she's not staying up till three in the morning and then kind of going to work the next day. Um, so stay tuned, uh, on Twitter. Uh, we'll, I'll post the details. Um, really excited to talk to Lolo about a number of things. And again, she's one of the players that kind of is really as a goalie and as a player who's overseas kind of hardest hit by, the demise of the PHF because she's kind of left without a spot and um, a lot of unknowns up uh, going around in, in her life as far as what's next for her in hockey. Um, I was actually talking to her this afternoon about this and, you know, she said she ended up with the Buttes because, you know, something kind of fell through or, or uh, something came out of nowhere that, that she wasn't expecting. Um, so who knows what, what happens, but, um, we're excited to bring her on. Um, Allie, anything, any last famous last words before we say goodnight? Um, no, no words of wisdom today. (laughs) Did you see Lev today? Lev was supposed to ask you to help something with her, uh, for me. Oh yes. I, I see Lev every single day except, well, actually almost literally, I think I see her six out of seven days of the week. Okay. But she didn't ask me any any questions, so I guess I'll ask her tomorrow when I see her. All right. It's technology-based, so just just remind her. She probably (laughs) Um, So um, thanks, everybody, who listened live tonight, Um, especially uh, thanks to our guest, Amy Buddy. I thought Amy was awesome. Um, She told some really funny stories. Um, We had a lot of fun, I thought. Um, but now it's time to say goodnight because it's like a thousand degrees in my apartment. I can't put the air on when we're doing these. Otherwise you'll hear a whizzing, whizzing noise in the background. Um, because I know that the mic picks up everything. I, I heard like frogs in Allie's backyard a couple weeks ago. So, um, whoops. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well that's okay. And I heard your, your dog's barking. So, um, want, want this show to sound as clear and crisp as we can. So, um, I could sweat it out for an hour. Um, but thanks everybody who tuned in actually an hour and a half now. So this is really where I say good night. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you on the other side.